0: Hello and welcome to this three-part audio blog series entitled Eagle vs. Frog. This is part one. No, it's Eagle vs. Frog, not Eagle vs. Dog. I think the uh, sound effects department there got a little bit confused. Hello everybody. Um, It's been a while since we took a walk together. In fact, the last time would have been December 2016. No, it's eagle versus frog, not eagle versus crow. Sorry, there's something going on with the sound effects team here. Oh, it's, oh, it's going to be eagle versus bus if we're not careful. <laughs> there we are. Managed to get across that road. Sorry, I was too busy talking to you. Yeah, it's your bloody fault. Anyway, yeah, December, 2016. Would have been the last time we walked together if you were one of the cool kids who followed the uh, David's Daily Digital Dollop, the Project where I tried to do a blog every single day of that year and succeeded to a certain extent. I mean, succeeded in producing a blog every day. There was no rule about the quality of the blog. You know, I just had to churn them out basically. But now that I am releasing blogs on a very irregular basis, obviously means that the quality can be guaranteed. It's gonna be high quality because I don't have to do it every single day. You know, which is why we've already had the eagle versus dog and the eagle versus crow joke you can't deliver that quality on a daily basis i mean no one can ask for that and for fans of those walking yollops you'll be pleased to hear that we are once more on the same route that i used to traverse all those years ago so yeah we may meet some of the regular characters for those people in 2016 we had some regular characters who would now and again chat to me on my walk including uh Slightly homophobic old farmer. I have seen him a few times. I should I should be careful about saying that, really. I just said that rather loudly, didn't I? And he lives just under five minutes around here, but it's a straight road, and he just come down this way sometimes. It might be eagle versus farmer. Anyway, the reason I'm back is because there was so much going on at the moment that I should really be appraising you of and I've had at least I would say over the last year and a bit I'd say I've had I don't want to big myself up too much but I've had at least seven people have asked me when I will next be releasing a blog. So I'm gonna gonna do more of these because I really need to keep you updated as to what's going on. So the reason this is called Eagle versus Frog, which I haven't explained yet, I do apologize if you clicked on this, you maybe were expecting some YouTube video where I torture animals. Hello, welcome. Today, I'll be having my wicked way with a frog. But don't worry, we're not just concentrating on amphibians. Over this series, we'll be working our way up to all sorts of different animals. But the reason I've called today's blog Eagle vs. Frog is because I attended a comedy night on Monday, a comedy competition called Beat the Frog. It takes place in Manchester at the Frog and Bucket Comedy Club. Now, this is the kind of comedy club that I have previously written and recorded about. But the last time I told you about one of these was February 2015. These comedy competitions are rather gladiatorial affairs. The first time I wrote about one of these was my first experience of one of these nights. And it was, I would say, probably my second or third. No, it's eagle versus frog, not eagle versus whatever you are. (laughs) That bird there. Oh, no, it's eagle versus frog, not eagle versus cow. (laughs) It gets funnier and funnier, doesn't it? It sort of, you know, it builds, it builds. If anyone could tell me what that bird was, let me know and I will insert it. I mean, insert the name of the bird into the podcast so I could make the joke funnier by saying the name of the bird rather than inserting the bird. That's not what this is about. If you've tuned in thinking eagle versus frog, is this where David sticks a frog up? No, it's, it's not. I, I've never done that with a frog. A toad? Yes. Not a frog. Yeah, it was a game called Toad in the Hole. It's not a frog. It's a completely different thing. I'm not an animal. No, it's eagle versus, we've done that, haven't we? We've done the eagle, not eagle versus cat. And it was maybe my second or third attempt at doing stand-up. Obviously I perform, you know, I've performed for many years and I've told loads of anecdotes and jokes on the stage, but it is a completely different kettle of fish. Oh God, you're boiling fish now, David. No, oh, no, it's just a it's just saying. I'm not torturing animals. If you expect me to be telling you anecdotes about animal torture, there's, it's not going to happen. I'll just, just switch off. Basically what happens is you are given a maximum of five minutes to do your comedy shtick. Three members of the audience are handed red cards. And if the three cards go up, you're dismissed. And if the cards aren't going up fast enough and the audience aren't happy, they'll start booing. They'll start jeering. They'll start hectoring the card holders to hold their cards up. As I discovered it, it, can be quite a merciless ordeal. So this is at the Comedy Store in Manchester. It's quite a big venue. There must be about a couple of hundred people in the audience, I assume. And I get on the stage and I start talking and it goes down pretty well at the start. It's, you know, it's getting some, the laughs are coming. It's getting a good response. A couple of minutes in, I heard someone in the audience just shout wanker. And I was thinking, okay, do I respond to this? Shall I respond to it? Have I got like a, can I think of something off the cuff to say? That would be a brilliant response to this. So in my head, that's what I'm thinking. So it's kind of distracted me from what I was talking about. And maybe I should have just let it go. Maybe I should have just continued. But it kind of rumbled me. I thought, why why is he shouting wanker? What have I done wrong? Unless... He was commenting on someone in the audience who was really enjoying my gig and had started to think, oh, this stand-up routine's really got me going. I just need to... I don't think he was commenting on someone in the audience masturbating. I think he was referring to me. It really got to me. I didn't know what to do. And I thought, should I respond? Should I not respond? And that distracted me. And all these thoughts are going around my head, but in that time, I'm not really seeing anything because I'm thinking, right, do I respond? Do I not respond? What am I going to do? Do I have a response? And I thought, no, no, no. Just, Just bravely soldier on, keep going. So I tried to get the joke back, but by, by that point, because he'd gone wanker, I'd gone, uh, oh, um <laughs> uh, so, so, so uh, yes, yeah, so, and it just sort of continued with the set, but that had sort of fractured things. So then I suddenly heard the MC shout, two cards. I thought, two cards? They haven't even held up one card yet. Because that's the thing, I'd gone first, so I wasn't aware of what the format was. I didn't know the MC shouts out the cards. I'm thinking they haven't even shouted one card. I thought, on one card and wanker do sound quite similar and now i think about it that does sound like the same man's voice so there was no one in the audience shouting wanker it was the mc shouting one card that realization kind of made me think what a bloody idiot you are it also sort of amused me a little bit and i thought shall i tell the audience this this is quite a funny story i could just like stop telling what i'm telling and tell the audience this like i thought you shouted wanker i thought it was someone in the audience so then because i was thinking all this it fractured my joke even more, and I started to go, uh, <laughs> oh, uh, uh. no, no, I'll just continue with the story. So uh, <laughs> I just tried to continue the story again, but by this point, the audience had obviously lost faith, and so I started to crumble. The third card had gone up, and I was gonged off. Now, I lasted about 3 minutes 38, I think it was. So that was the first time. The next time I went was February 2015. This time I had more jokes at the start, I put in more jokes and the audience really seemed to be getting it. But then I attempted to tell the same story that I'd told before. And it went for about 20 seconds without a joke and they just thought, he's just telling a story. We haven't got faith in him. And so the first card went up and then the second card went up as I was trying to tell the story. And again, I was just like, this is fracturing the thing too much because the MC shouts it out. One card, two cards. And the MC was shouting it out. And I was like, I can't. The crowd became restless. I was just thinking... How am I going to continue this story? And I stood there. My confidence was clearly getting worse. I bravely tried to soldier on, but it wasn't working. the crowd was shouting for the third card to go up. It's a gladiatorial night. There was very few people making it to the full five minutes. And the people who were seemed to be pretty reasonably seasoned comedians. I looked some of them up afterwards. They'd been on the BBC New Comedy Awards. They'd won various competitions. And here's me on my fourth or fifth night. Anyway... I did make it to 3 minutes 59, but in fairness, by three minutes, it all started to unravel. Anyway, a few things happened after that. Me and my girlfriend at the time broke up. It was about a week after the King Gong, I think (laughs) that might have been the the final straw. If he will embarrass me in public and uh, stand on stage. You know, I didn't really fancy going back to the King Gong night by myself. I thought i would have to go without her. I thought it would kind of remind me of our relationship. And I thought I could end up just like crumbling on stage. I could like stand on stage and think, what have I achieved in the last couple of months? I'm essentially in exactly the same place, trying to deliver the same material with maybe a couple more jokes put in while people are holding red cards up at me and shouting, get off, which essentially I was doing a few months ago, but now I'm doing it as a single man. <laughs> So I thought it was too much to do. It just felt ridiculous. And that was it. I didn't do anything really in 2015. And in 2016, because I'd set myself this ridiculous challenge of doing a blog every single day, that kind of sidetracked me from doing any stand-up really. Although, I'm sure you'd all agree, it got me a hell of a lot of material. Are you going to do a double act with a mildly homophobic farmer? Probably not. Maybe it's an option to do a tour in Russia or something like that. And people really seemed to be enjoying it. It was getting lots of great comments. People were listening in their hundreds, sometimes in their thousands. And it was getting good feedback. And I thought, I've got to do something with this stuff. And also, one of the reasons for doing it as well was to create ideas for things that I could talk about at stand-up gigs. But I ended up creating all this material and then didn't do a single stand-up gig in 2016. So when Dave's Daily Digital Dollop ended, I thought, right, now's the time. 2017, I've got to try again. Surely I've learned a lot. Surely I've... I've come a long way since then, since that dark day in February 2015. So in 2017, I thought, right, I'm gonna try King Gong again. I think I've got some really good material. And what with gigs and things, I don't think I could have done January and February and March and April. But then, May came and there was no excuse. I was free. So all that week I was thinking, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And then it got to the day of the King Gong and I was like, oh, bloody hell, shall I? I got my clothes on, ready to go. I'd gathered everything up to go out and then something happened. I just, I ended up making an excuse for not going, like, oh, I don't fit. I feel a bit under the weather. It would be a bit silly to, to go. So I, I bottled it, I decided not to do it. But I was so angry with myself. I thought, I am aware that there's another comedy night called Beat the Frog on a Monday and you have to sign up for it online in advance. And so I wouldn't be able to get out of it. I'd be on the list. It would be advertised as I'm on. I would be accountable. And so, out of anger, out of despair for not doing the King Gong, for bottling it, I immediately went onto the internet and signed myself up for Beat the Frog, which was taking place the very next day. I pressed the button to accept. It said, you are booked. I thought, you are fucked, more like. My goodness. What have you done? You know, obviously the, the brain starts... You know, this is one of the scariest things. This is one of the things that people say is, like, a put on their list of, like, the scariest things to do. And especially when you have to do it in a gladiatorial environment like King Gong or Beat the Frog, where people can just dismiss you if they don't like you. But I'm going to tell you what happened on that night in 2017. And that's where we will leave the story for now, but I'll be back tomorrow with part two of Eagle vs Frog. Until then, thank you for listening. Join me tomorrow when the drama escalates.